Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. We're honored, honored, privileged to come across your airways, to be part of your day, to maybe have some type of devotional thing with you, to be part of your community. I know it's something we look forward to. We always set this time aside. We're getting excited, Stephanie, and literally as we're uh, talking, we're just a few days from flying down to uh, Southland Christian Camp, just an hour outside of Shreveport, Louisiana, and I always get excited for camp and uh I mean, what's going through your mind as you're thinking about camp and meeting new people and, and what God will allow us to be part of? Well, that's my biggest desire and burden um, is that the Lord will use it um, to encourage, to help, to, to do his work in people's lives. Um, he could use anyone to do that. Um, you know, God can use people coming to camp to help each other out. Um, so I just am praying that the Lord will work in spite of us. Um, he will do a great work at camp and, um, that people come will, people that come will be encouraged. Um, if they come discouraged that they'll leave, um, knowing that they have worth, knowing that they have value to the Lord and encouraged to continue on their healing way. Yeah. And, and I think that really says it. And we know that there's already a relationship waiting for all of us. You know, uh, we always leave there, Debbie and I, Stephanie, I know we always leave there with new friends. We always leave there with a new sense of purpose and, and just being able to meet you folks. So make sure you sign up for something we got coming in the future. And, and uh, we'd love to have you out there at woundedspirits.com. We'd love to have you show up for a camp. There's, there's so much more we can do at a camp than we can do in videos or, uh, and those types of things, Stephanie, there's just so much more and, uh, being with people face to face and loving on people. And, uh, so, so much to look at at Southland this year. I understand there's a new dock. There's a new boating dock out there. There's, uh, they've worked on dorms. They've, every time we go out there now, Stephanie's got a one up on Debbie and I, Stephanie was out there, I think in September, right? You were there in September of last year. Yeah. Yeah. End of September, beginning of October. So, so somewhere in the middle. So we were there in January last year. And so somewhere between January and now, uh, you were out there. So you got to see a lot of improvements. Now, had the, cof- yeah. had the coffee shop moved at that point? It was, it was in the building where I honestly don't know. It was in the, where it always has been. Okay. So it's moved now. Now it's in the old chapel. So I'm excited about yeah. that. So they got a snack shop. Yeah. Yeah. The whole um, revamping that they're that they're working on right now. So, yeah. so folks, if you stay up with our pages, our personal pages, if you follow us, you follow help, uh, uh, help the wounded spirits, praying for Stephanie Wesco, Doug Carriger, 
whatever the case may be, I'm sure you'll see a lot of pictures and hear a lot of dialogues and songs coming out of there. And just keep us in your prayers. We, we just want to be part of God's will for that. So, you know, we used to do this thing, you might be a knucklehead, if we changed it to the positive side. And the positive side is you might be right with God if, and today is Stephanie's turn. So, Stephanie, you might be right with God if. Well, Doug, you might be right with God um, if you take time, you know, if you have a friend that just God lays on your heart, that you just take time to pray for them. And yeah. you, don't, you don't have to know what their need is, but if God lays them on your heart, take time to, to take them before the throne of grace. And um, that that's that's a signal that you're that you're walking with the Lord, that the Holy Spirit can speak. And so um, I would just, I would say that's a very telltale um, sign of where you are spiritually if you're taking that time when God lays someone on your heart that you just stop and pray for them. Yeah, do it. And, and I'm thankful for the prayers that I've received from Stephanie and other folks. And it's a pretty big deal to pray for people. And, uh, boy, it, it just goes up to God with your fellowship, too. It gives you a, a closer fellowship to God when you pray to him and trust him and believe in him. And, and then going out to who you're praying for and and, uh, uh, and going out to works around the world, it's always a big deal to pray. And so prayer, I, I mean, it just makes such a big difference in my life. I was talking about, and, and Stephanie was saying how God leads you to do something, just do that. And I was, uh, was going to commend Stephanie that uh, her and her two daughters, along with our friend Liberty, had drove across the country to help me after my surgery. Made a real big de- big difference in my life, even though we had a, a, a silly little accident in the middle of that where someone crank, cranked into us. It really it changed my outlook there for a few months and really helped me heal from my foot. And in return, I uh, lost a bunch of weight, got healthy, feel good. And, and so things like that can make a huge difference and people's life. So I just want to say that to you. It can make a huge difference. And Stephanie, we're over in the book of Proverbs. We're still in chapter 14, as you know. We're in chapter 14 and verse number 27. And uh, it says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life to depart the snares of death. And the fear of the Lord, it, it's going on where, uh, you know, often people think that fear, because they're not looking at the fear of the Lord, leads to like less life or not being happy or anything like that. But that proper fear of the Lord, which is like I was told, you know, and I even wrote next to this verse in my Bible, that fear of the Lord is, is a rooted understanding of God's word and trusting in him and being in saved and uh, being saved. And, and that by itself is that fountain. You know what I mean? That by itself is mm-hmm. salvation, that by itself. And then we see the opposite of that in this verse. And what, what do you think in there as you look at verse number 27? Well, I think we have that idea that it's a con- that the fear of the Lord gives us strong confidence and that it also provides us. Um, we think of a fountain, we think of water yeah. and that idea that, um, the fear of God will, it will cause us to have, to have our thirst quenched so that we're not going to the snares of death for our thirst to be quenched. And that idea that there is a fountain of life and the contrast to snares of death. In other words, Maybe it's a fountain that looks like a fountain of life, but it's a snare. Yeah. It's a, it's a deception. It's a trap. And the fear of God will give you the discernment to know which fountain is life and which fountain is death, which one is the real deal and which one is a complete mirage. And so um, the power that, that rests in fearing God 
in because when you fear him, you'll want to walk with him. When you fear him, you'll want to please him and honor and glorify him. And the safety that comes in that, um, the the fact that you can live a life that you're not constantly watching over your back to see if the person you lied to last week is caught up with that lie. You can just live your life in a way that's honoring and glorifying to God and accomplish what he wants you to do. And there's so much freedom that comes when you fear God. It's not bondage. It's freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I think that's missed in society. I think, you know, society misses, they look at a relationship with God as this hard thing and, and maybe they equate it to these cults they see out there and, and different things like that. You know, we've all seen these cults and, you know, Scientology and Jehovah's Witnesses and so on. Anything that seeks to replace God with a religion, with some works type of thing is, is a cult. And, uh, um, but we're talking about the foundational beliefs in our God and the foundational beliefs in our Savior, the precepts, his word being rooted in them. I, I love that example you gave. And then in verse 28, Stephanie, it says, In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in want of people is destruction uh, of a prince or like the downfall. You know, when you see destruction, it's like leaving there, going, going to a bad place. But... Um, you know, a, a king's honor is there's glory and strength and having a bunch of people, I guess. And the greater the multitude, you know, we look in, in times past, the greater the king, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a king and a prince, they value the size of their empire. We see that through Great Britain and, and the empire over the years. How much, at one point, I think they had considered half the world and Roman empire, um, more than three quarters of the known world at that time. And, and uh, but the lack of people, the lack of people to be part of that is a downfall almost. And, um, but biblical teaching, uh, you know, Sometimes in large numbers, there's, there's little value to this, and uh, but it's reminding us from a worldly perspective, I think, here. I mean, what do you see in there in, in, in verse number 28? Well, I see the, the precept of, um, you know, if, if you've been a good king, people are loving you, they're following you, they're looking up to you, they respect you, there's honor in that. And, and you know, it's... Yes, when it comes to godliness, um, we may be in the minority, okay? But let's not take pride if we're in the minority because we've been a jerk. Um, you know what I'm saying? It, it's one thing if you're in the minority, if you're, if you're the outcast because you've been evil, than if, you're, if you've been outcast for righteousness' sake. But I think this is saying, you know, a king's honor comes when he's, when he's been a good king, um, and again, I love how practical this is because we live in a practical world and, or, you know, we live in this world and we have to think practically. And, um, this is just a fact of this earth that if, if, you, if a king is a good king, they will be honoring that he will be loved. He will be respected, but the contrary will be too, you know, it will lead to a king's destruction ultimately if people see that he's a, that he's not, you know, who he claimed to be or whatever, um, it'll lead to his destruction. And, and Solomon is just laying out, this is the way things are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
I think it goes really, I think as we go on, we get this. And uh, as we go through the, the book of Proverbs, you know, a king wants people, more and more people. And at the same time, we have the biblical side of things. Sometimes it's going to be less of us. You know, biblical teaching is large numbers have little value with, with the Lord's presence, I think, but, but, they, but they have great value. You know, we want to bring in more folks, but we got to remember from a worldly perspective, the multitude, the bigger the multitude, the greater the king feels about themselves, the, the greater the prince is, the greater the people is. And in our lives, we, we see a presidential election where more people vote for one person or supposedly voted for one person or whatever the case may be. That's, that's what the, you know, the people have more people taken for them. Um, I think is what that where that's going. Yeah. And I think we see more as we go on. We continue, like Stephanie always says, there's, there's more involved as we continue on with these verses. And and now we're, we're looking at this wrath thing. It says, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty in spirit exalteth folly. So somebody that blows off the handle, somebody that flies off the handle, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, somebody you know, that type of person can be a knucklehead, that impulsiveness, that, that craziness, but he that is slow to wrath, he that has a good understanding of things. I, I mean, looking at that verse, Stephanie, what are you thinking as you look at that? Well, I think this is again, very practical. Um, are you the one that, you know, your fuse is half a centimeter long? Um, are you the one that starts yelling um, or that, that, you know, people just steer clear of you because <laughs> they know you have yeah. such a way about you. They can't, they can handle the thought of, of, you know, possibly upsetting you because the wrath that they will experience isn't worth it. Well, God's saying being slow to wrath proves that you have great understanding. It proves yeah. that you are becoming more and more like Jesus. Um, and that you have wisdom, you know, there's prudence and wisdom in that. Yeah. And so, but the contrary is true. If you're hasty in spirit, you're exalting folly. You're, you exalt foolishness. You lose your testimony. Um, you know, there's people that I love, but they, they have perhaps lost their testimony with me because I've watched them just lose it. And it's just like, that was so not necessary. Really? And yeah. That's what God's saying here. You you end up exalting folly, which means you lose your testimony. Those two go together when we're a Christian. And so um we want we want the opposite of this. You know, Jesus was meek and lowly. He was humble. And that didn't mean he got ink, you know, God gave us the anger emotion, okay? And when there's sin involved, Clearly, you know, Jesus got angry over sin. He would get confrontation over sin, but Jesus was so slow to anger. Yeah. He was slow to anger, and that is who lives in us. And so this will be lived out in us if we are allowing the life of Christ to be seen through us. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, <clears throat> and I think, you know, you, you gave an example of seeing people who are great and then all of a sudden see them lose it. And I like that example. And boy, that's easy for all of us to do, to get impulsive and stuff. But for God to remind us here to take the time and say, hey, wait a minute, be slow to do this. Make sure you understand the whole situation. And even if you have every right to be upset with somebody, when you fly off at the handle, when you have that impulsiveness, when you, um, you're you exalting folly, you know, you yeah. need to stop and say, hey, 
wait a minute, you know, and I'll just say John, not knowing uh, any other name, John Doe. Hey, John Doe, you know, I want to make sure I understand this and, and that you understand what we're talking about or Jane Doe or whatever the case may be. I think there's real prudence, real wisdom um, in doing that, really understanding what's going on, understanding what's going on with people's lives because people are going through junk. You know, yeah. it's, it's messy in this world. You know, there's people going through junk everywhere. It's messy. Our lives, and people have been through junk. You know, we're constantly around people who've been hurt, people who've been upside down. Um, you know, we're, we're constantly around that. And sometimes it's better just to listen and say, you know, where's this coming from? Because, boy, life can be upside down. And, you know, sometimes it's just great to hug a hold of somebody's neck and say, hey, we get this. It's going to be all right. I'm sorry you're mad at me, and, and I'm sorry this isn't working out, but let me tell you how I'm seeing this and how can we make this better. I think that's what Stephanie was just saying, too, is, you know, we we, we are so quick to jump off sometimes. And uh, so, anyway, I want to play another song for you guys. I've got a song for you guys. This is a, a longer one. I want to save a few minutes as we go through and we play our songs from Stephanie Wesco and family. And uh, as we go through and look at the songs, I'm, I'm trying to – you know what I want to do? I want to play uh, Resting in God's Love. I Rest in Your Love. It's a song I don't play too often, but I, I, I really like this song. And I think it's pertinent to when we think of anger, folly, jumping off the line. This talks about resting in God's love. So Stephanie's going to go ahead and she's going to mute hers. And I'm going to play the hymn, I Rest in Your Love. child give me your each expectation wait on me my plan is best come to me and give me your burdens trust my love and i'll give you rest lord here Watch me fulfill your heart's each desire. Delight, my love, I never will leave you. Though it's hot, I'm here in the fire. I'm making you a vessel for service. My one wish is to make you like me. Be transformed into my image. Sacrifice I want you to be. Lord, here I am. Take all my plans and conform them to your own. This life's not mine. 
day when you stand before me, clothed in my righteousness, glorified, then you will know that your pain was worth it, forever rest content by my side. Lord, here I am, take all my plans and conform them to Thank you, folks. We hope that God blesses you. If you need to get a hold of us, make sure you go out to Help the Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Shoot us a message. We'll be glad to get right back to you. Please listen to every word Brother Eric has to say. Uh, we love you, folks. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.